Welcome back to the Witching Half Hour or so. I'm so glad to have you here. I do have a little bit of housekeeping. I have a class coming up for you guys. Now, I put this together after teaching at the First United Spiritualist Church. I was a guest at the development circle there, and we did a bunch of work that night on spiritual boundaries, energetic boundaries, and like really standing in your sovereignty like there was such a beautiful reaction and someone came and asked me about it so I'm doing a class it's a really quick turnaround time I'm gonna start it October 5th it's a Thursday evening information is on the website it is gonna run for three Thursdays in a row it's over zoom so it doesn't matter if you're not in the lower mainland you can come to this class yeah I'm really excited about it so I really hope if this resonates please follow the links in the show notes follow the links in the description and go sign up before you listen to the rest of this episode okay okay i am offering the new moon manifestation now that's a distance work so i'm going to be doing the ritual work here at my house probably at about midnight i will post a little bit online like some pictures of the altar and stuff to receive this distance blessing just sign up on the webpage. It's 100% by donation. Every new moon, that sliver of light we see in the sky, that is a time of planting seeds. It's a time of manifestation. So you plant under the new moon and then the energy you plant grows as the moon's face grows in the sky. That's why I'm doing new moon ritual. I want us to grow together. I want us to change together. I want us to heal together. And every single new moon happens at a different position in the sky, right? It corresponds to whatever astrological zone it's in. September was Virgo. So we did work around having clear vision, having forward motion, Virgo style attributes. I haven't looked ahead to October yet. It will be on the website by the time this goes live though. So I invite you to these. It's by donation. Info's on the webpage. I'm doing the magic for you. I'm doing the ritual work for you. I'm doing this distance healing work for you. What else do I have going on? I think that's it. Oh, that's right. For the fall, we have our monthly readings back on YouTube. Over the summer, we took a break because I was traveling so much, I just could not get to recording video. So those are back. I'm still going to do the weekly Tarot Tuesdays. I'm having a lot of fun with them. I feel like you guys are enjoying them. And I'm going to try to do some live, like just offer some live card pulls and see how that goes. So that is what's new this fall. 
Now, today's episode is in response to a survey we did at Pagan Pride and that I put in a couple witchy groups on Facebook. And we're going to talk about color and correspondences. Color magic is often used when we do candle magic. You know what I mean? In all of our metaphysical shops, there's those cute little like one hour burning candles and they're all kinds of colors, right? Green, white, brown, pink, orange, yellow, blue, every color you could imagine. There's even like gold and silver ones. They're lovely. They're great little tools. And so we will be talking about a little bit of candle magic, but I also want to talk to you about other ways we can incorporate color into our rituals and into our altars. I like to use flowers. One of my favorite things to do in the summer, it's a it's a teaching that was taught to me by a dear beautiful friend, Shannon. Shannon and I spend a lot of time on our paddle boards together and she always brings flowers. And I have picked that habit up and making mandelas on my board, making mandelas or trying to make mandelas in the water, but picking a flower, even picking flowers that I buy from my house based on the kind of energy I want to welcome in. Now, my flora and fauna is not good enough to actually do like this flower means X. So I just use the colors. And these are familiar things in a lot of like mundane stuff. If you think about buying roses or buying carnations, right? Pink is a friendship rose. Red is a love rose. Yellow is, I believe, for moms. I don't know. I think I think it is. Either it's for moms or it's my mom's favorite color rose. I can't remember because I know she likes yellow roses. So one of the things I'd like you to think about as we talk about color, and I'm going to get a little bit nerdy on you here, is I want you to think about science and physics. I know, I know that's not what you expected, but let's think about energy and color. Okay. So when we talk about energy work, we talk about vibration and we talk about resonating and we talk about energy, right? Now, according to Einstein, light is energy. Wavelengths are light. When you are looking at physics, wavelengths are light. Each color has a different wavelength. Some of them are visible to the human eye and some of them are not. Like ultraviolet light is a wavelength that our eyes can't pick up. I know it's kind of feels a little bit crazy. Most of us are more grounded in our creative mind and in that idea. But I want you to remember that color is a wavelength and that is energy, right? So each color has a wavelength, has a vibration, has a energy to it. And that's what we're tapping into when we're working with color, right? We are working with the energy wave. Hmm. That's all. That's okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Put that in your pocket. I want you to think about light and color, not just as what you see and not just as the pigment that goes into making it, 
but actually as an energy form. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about, I'm just going to run through really quick some of the colors of the rainbow and some of their correspondences. You don't have to remember this. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Like I'll make a nice little chart for you. That's all cute and everything. Okay. All right. So right away, we want to start with white. Let's start with that idea of white light. That almost clear, super vibrant, reminds you of overexposed camera color or uber like super white on white bright color is often associated with protection, purity, blessings. When you're doing candle magic, often we will use a white candle when we just need candle. Does that make sense? Like all my altar candles are white um, because they just, they don't bring anything other than the element of fire with them. This wavelength is often associated with your crown chakra or the spaces above it. It's also used, white light is used in healing work, in most energetic work. I think of it as pure energy that is unassigned. It can be associated with the moon, the idea of moonlight and cleansing and purifying. I think I'm repeating myself. I'm going to move on. Okay, so black. Black candles are often used for protection. They're used for grounding. Anytime you're doing spells that are associated with karma or justice, they're really good for doing release work because they have that natural grounding thing happening. Black in spells is also a color of transformation because we want to think about we want to think about the idea of a lot of transformation and a lot of growth happens through the hibernation of winter, like going internal, going deep, and also the idea of seeds are planted in the dark, right? They need that blackness to reach through and germinate. So transformation work is also associated with doing that black stuff. A lot of practitioners actually will wear grays and blacks. It's not just because it's cool and gothic. It does work as a grounding. Like I was taught early on to always wrap my tarot cards in a dark cloth, whether it be navy or black or gray or charcoal something grounding so that the energy of reading for others at fairs and reading for clients would be would be grounded or if you throw them in the bottom of your book bag or whatever that they would have that protection of that color wrapped around them okay let's talk about blue now blue is interesting because there's many 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 shades of blue i'm just going to lump it all into blue right so often associated obviously with water so you're going to bring in all those associations of the water element can also be used with blue, right? If you want to bring in the water element, other than using actual physical water or the symbols for water, you can use blue candles to represent water, right? So again, because of that, it's going to be associated with the direction west, because that is where in a traditional circle we put water. Blue is also associated with attunement, communication, 
with spiritual healing, not physical healing, but like spiritual healing. It's associated with the loving, nurturing mother instinct. Again, that's a relating to water thing because women and water and that whole birthing process is so, so, so water. It is associated with the moon. A lot of people picture um, moonlight as blue, like that ethereal moonlight as blue. Blue also ties into the astral state, the dream state. It's associated with forgiveness and also with awareness, expanding awareness. Red. So red is also going to correspond to the fire element. So the same thing with blue, red is going to be associated with the south and with all of the things we associate fire with. So power, willpower, transformation. It's going to have associations with sexuality, with passion, with being in that real primal life blood, life force energy. Okay. It's really great to use in hex breaking because it is associated with our willpower, our personal power. And in a lot of teachings, our personal power comes from our survival, our root chakra, that deep, vibrant, pulsating root chakra that is brilliantly red right? And it's right at the base of our spine, right around where our sexual organs are. So there is a piece about embodying yourself and your power and embodying your passions, your desires, and your will when you're working with red. Most of Western culture, and I think most of the world's culture, associates red with romanticism and wooing and deep passion and deep love. And I'd like us to maybe take a step further with that color, go a little bit deeper and reject some of the cultural doctrine around our sexuality. There is a lot of power that we as a culture are shamed out of owning and possessing when it comes to our desires and our passions, right? It is okay to desire things. And I mean, like, not just sexually, I'm not just talking sexually, I'm talking like, to be ambitious is okay. To have drive, to be empowered, to wield your will out in the world is okay. It's okay. You do not have to be a supporting actor in your life. You are allowed to be the main character. And red energy is that. That's why like in our culture, people talk about, you know, men will wear a red tie as part of a power suit because they're trying to project that ambitious will, powerful energy right? They're wearing those colors as a way to attract and vibrate in that really embodied state. Does that make sense? Okay. That was pretty deep. All right. Let's do green. Okay. 
So green, green is interesting because a lot of people associate it with earth and earth energy. I tend to put like brown more in that earth energy, but you can always use green for earth energy, right? If you if you really feel that that Gaia energy is green and blossoming, that's totally cool. I like to use green as healing, as restorative energy, okay? And think about too, like if we think about our chakra system, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, if we think about our chakra system, right, it's our heart center that is green, right? That healing, that rejuvenating, that nurturing. And we do associate that with the earth. So it's really kind of like six of one, half a dozen of another. Where do you feel drawn to when you're practicing? What resonates for you? Do you want to use a brown candle for earth? Or do you want to use a green candle? You can adjust these things. You can judge these things to your aesthetic. There is wiggle room. However, correspondences are a real thing. Like the energies are a real thing. So you cannot just grab a purple candle and decide that's earth energy, right? Like there's room to wiggle in these witchy paths we walk and there is so much room to make this an expression of yourself and to make your casting and your spell work and your energy work a real expressive process there are structures to stay within right just like anything in life like you can't just start calling pasta sauce gravy and serve it on french fries and expect that to be accepted right there are structures. We can judge them, but we don't want to make a complete mockery of the energies we're working with because we are so attached to our individualism. Okay, so we were talking about green. So green energy, we have compassion, right? Courage. We have expansion. We have growth. It's a great colorful for healing work. And it's a great color for luck magic, wealth magic, prosperity magic. It's a great color to use in protective spells when someone is jealous of you, right? Think of the old adage, pea green with envy. So you can use green candles to do spell work to protect you from other people's envy, right? So brown for me, I use that for the earth energy, right? Because I like the idea of the deep, dark, beautiful earth and how grounding it feels. I actually put dirt on my altar for the earth energy that I need. I don't typically find brown candles. I don't work with them that often. They're harder to find. I do find if I need a brown candle or a real earthy candle, I will use beeswax, just natural untreated beeswax, because it's got that real kind of creamy, beautiful um, tan color to it. Brown is a great color for balance. It's great for working with animal energy, working with pets, working with any kind of earthy energy. It's really good energy for hearth and home. It's a really good color to actually put in your kitchen, 
right? Like if you're into kitchen witchery, to have like some brown in your kitchen is a really nice way to bring balance and health and longevity and healing to your kitchen work. Okay, let's talk orange. Orange is really a great color for abundance and creativity, right? It's a very expansive, bright, beautiful, joyful color. It's a great color to add to your abundance work. And I want to talk about and just mention that the Canadian First Nations have adopted the orange color for their Every Child Matters campaign. There's so much power and energy right now about using orange for restoration and for justice. So right now in the collective conscience, this beautiful color, because of its use by our First Nations and by all of Canada, following their lead and and adopting this color and standing behind and allying behind our First Nations people, orange has a very, very vital role right now. So if you choose to use this, right, really think about, yes, it's traditionally about expansion. It's traditionally about creativity. It's also about reclaiming and it's also about joyfulness, right? Like if you think about childhood and that innocence and that expansiveness, and the creativity and the beauty of children, that is what we are lifting up, the need to protect children and to protect that that creativity and that innocence, right? So think about that when you're using orange, right? It's a very, very powerful color. It's very expansive. It's very beautiful. Okay, and now I'm going to talk about pink. So for me, because I associate red with power and vitality and sexuality and passion, I don't tend to use it in love spells. I don't want power and authority in my love spells. So I use pink in my love spells. I use green for heart chakra energy, and then I use pink for the love correspondence because for me, when I'm working with pink, it's, it's a softer version of red. It's a more cooperative version of red. It is very cooperative. Our collective conscience, it is associated with friendship. With And friendship is about balance, right? So that's the kind of energy I want to bring to my workings around love and care. I want it to be that pink energy, sweet, balanced, compassionate, helpful, loving. So that's what I typically use if I'm going to be doing um, love spells. And actually, I do a fair bit of love spells, but I don't do them for anything other than self-love. For me, that's the most powerful love spell to really build an altar or build a spell work, to build an altar or create a spell, some working that is all around self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion. That is the only real love spell that we have any control over how it blossoms 
and manifest is when we're doing self-love rituals and spells. So any spell you read in any spell book that is for binding a person to you and finding a love and attracting love, you can zhuzh that spell to accelerate your own healing. Okay, what color have I missed? Oh, purple. Okay, I think this is the last one. I thought I would get into a lot more, but I think this is, I might have to do another episode about this. Um, yeah, so purple, purple is often, has always been associated, I think since the 90s with witches, right? It's always been associated with anyone left of center. I typically do not use purple in my spell work. I use it in my aesthetics and I use it um, in my house, but I, I, don't, um, I don't use it in my spell work. It is associated with the astral realm, with magic. It is associated with our intuition, right? That indigo color of our crown chakra, the idea of second sight, it is associated with our third eye and our intuition. I wanted to say so much more to you about working with color. So what I will say is most of the time we are using color correspondences when we're putting candles, right? We can buy these beautiful little candles. You can use color in so many ways. It's interesting too, if you start diving into it, you'll see how there are very direct links between the energies of our chakra systems and the energies of candle magic and color correspondences. A lot of our crystals as well, like blue is a color of communication. It is our throat chakra is blue. Many crystals that we use for communication are also blue right? I want you to think about that. Like color is everywhere. It's part of our world. Some of my favorite ways of using color are through dress, right? You can imbue the energy of a color into your day by wrapping your body in it. And maybe it's not a color you find aesthetically pleasing, right? Like maybe you need more green in your world, but your skin tones are the kind that you look anemic when you wear green, right? Like I cannot pull off many greens. My daughter, she can. She can pull off any jewel tone. She's gorgeous. I, not so much. However, you can buy green underwear. You can buy green socks. You can sprinkle that color in you. You can take like a food coloring and you can put it in a roller ball, like you can make like moon water and dye it with food coloring and then like put a bit of that in your hair, spritz that color over you. Like there's all kinds of ways you can incorporate the energy and the wavelengths of color into your life. I like to use color on my altar. Like when I'm doing a large ceremony or a beautiful celebration, I like to think about the color that I have on my altar and making sure that they complement the gods and goddesses I'm welcoming, complement the time of year, complement what I'm doing, right? It's just, that's just me. 
So I hope this is helpful. Yeah, this was fun. I am going to, like I said, put together a little graphic for you. And as I'm signing off, I realize I forgot the color yellow. I didn't even talk about yellow. Well, I guess I'm going to have to put that in the PDF because we're, we're totally over. Okay. Thank you for joining me. I'm really glad you were here with me. I hope to see you. Um, I am still open to requests for episodes. I really want to be bringing you guys content that you enjoy, my dear beautiful coven. So please head over to the Instagram, the witching half hour or so. Drop me a line. Let me know how you are. And yeah, if you've got an idea, I would love to hear it. Okay, see you soon, guys. Bye. with power with sex sorry <laughs> that is funny pure energy that is not how do I say unassigned does that make sense no that doesn't make sense goodness I'm saying lots of things